0: Thank you for listening to the Sacred Commons podcast. If you want to help support us in this work, please visit our website. If anything, just check it out. But if you feel inclined to give, you can do so by visiting thesacredcommons.com. Click on give. Every single cent has an immediate impact and helps us continue to do this.
1: How about I do the intro this time? Go ahead. Well, hi everyone. Welcome back to a. E- <laughs> <laughs> that went well. <laughs> Take two. Well, hi everyone. Welcome back to another Lectionary Musings podcast. I'm Diana. I'm JP. And you're listening to the Sacred Commons Lectionary Podcast. No.
0: <laughs> try well, <that> again. <laughs> last time I said you're listening to the Sacred Commons Lectionary Podcast, and I forgot to say Lectionary Musings.
1: Okay, I'll try again. Okay. Today, we are going to be musing about our text from Saturday, which we are going with the lectionary for the second Sunday in Lent. Mm -hmm. So that would be Luke 13, 31 through 35. Yes, JP, you have a question. I see a raised hand.
0: Would you like me to read?
1: Yes, that would be wonderful.
0: All right. (laughs) I see that. hand. A reading from Luke 13, verses 31 through 35. Some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me, Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, how often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you are not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. What do you got? What do I
0: have? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think we can set it up a little bit, and this comes. You want to tee it up a little? Yeah, th- this comes um, before Jesus goes to Jerusalem, and we're getting ready. We're coming up upon um, Easter, so this is the the days and the weeks that are leading up to that. So Jesus knows what's coming. Um, not everyone around him knows, but he knows. And um, so, I, I like a couple things in here. I'm sure you're going to talk about it. You talked about it Saturday. He calls him a fox, which I, you know, I get it. Sometimes we- it's okay to call kings foxes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Especially
0: when they kill your cousin.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And Herod's dad tried to kill him when he was a baby.
1: That definitely stands out. He just straight up calls him a fox, which was not a compliment. Not a good word. No. Not a good name. Yeah. What else? A couple things. um, Another thing that stands out to me is that he refers to a hen gathering her brood under Mm -hmm. her wings. So uh, I think that that's a really interesting reference um, Mm -hmm. from a female perspective Mm -hmm. and also the protection that he's talking about. Um, So that stood out to me too.
0: Kind of cool story. N.T. Wright, in his commentary, he talks about how they have discovered... Uh, barns that have burnt down they've discovered hens that were charred but the chicks were alive under her wings wow it's kind of a powerful image to think about and i think jesus knows the tendency of mother hens Mm -hmm. i think it's interesting that he chooses a female animal to represent his affection and how Mm -hmm. he cares for for people But I also think he's following the tradition of the prophets in the tradition of the Old Testament where you see a lot of references to wings and female animals. Isn't there a verse about a mother bear too? Mm -hmm. God being kind of like a mother bear. Um, And so what I love about this text is how there's this tension of telling the truth and being affectionate all in the Mm -hmm. same... uh, Yeah,
1: it's a lot in just a couple sentences. (laughs) Yeah, like in the
0: same body. Like there's this... There's this, you tell that fox, and then this sort of lament, oh, I wish I could just gather you together. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, It's the same Jesus yeah. offering prophetic criticism, and he is referring to himself as a prophet. And so here is Christ offering this prophetic criticism about a city who's really bent, hell-bent on its own ways, its own destruction, unwilling to listen, unwilling to learn from the Prince of Peace about the ways of peace, knowing that the end would be violence for the city. Knowing what would happen. But yeah, he just gives this sort of really strong prophetic critique. And at the same time, he criticizes Herod, he critiques Jerusalem, but then he also has this loving moment where he says, I I desire to gather you together like a hen gathers her brood I want to read a quote
1: yeah I was going to ask you I know you have some stuff so what do you what do you got JP? I really don't I don't I you have I, you've always got some really good quotes so no. hit,
0: hit us with some quotes I don't I I'm fortunate enough to follow Jonathan Martin on Instagram and he gave what I would call an Instagram commentary on this text that was just straight fire so credit to Jonathan Martin and his awesome brain and heart and spirit but He talks about in his post, he kind of talked about how we're living in a hateful time. He refers to what happened in New Zealand. And I do think we need to pause and just say that to our Muslim neighbors and those who are faithful practitioners of the Islamic faith, uh, we love you as neighbors. We stand with you. We are so sorry that this evil has happened once again. Mm -hmm. And uh, we stand with you in this time. We love you. And, and his post kind of spoke towards that. He talked about his hurt. He talked about how this is a hateful time where he fears that that hate and fear triumphing over love. And I like how he, he talked about how when he first started pastoring, he was very optimistic. We're going to go out there and change the world. And he expresses doubts now. mm mm-hmm. As a pastor, he's starting to pastor again, and he said, I have no idea if the world can be changed. How would I know? I don't know if it can get better. I don't know if anything we do is going to matter in this avalanche of nationalism, consumerism, militarism, fundamentalism. And then he turns that into a commentary, and he said, Jesus wept over Jerusalem because he knew the city he loved wasn't going to change its course from the self-chosen destruction her path of violence would inevitably lead Jerusalem, Jerusalem, he quotes the verse, and then he he kind of comes back after citing the text and encourages us to not be delusional, to not have this sort of blind optimism, to know that a lot of times cultures and cities are going to be hell-bent on their own destruction. And I think that's what Jesus was saying as a prophet. He's about to enter into the city knowing what was going to happen, knowing what was going to take place, heading towards the cross and Mm -hmm. knowing that the only true way of preserving life was going to be that mother hen route. I'm thinking of the mother hen. Yeah. And Jonathan talks about this. Uh, Hold on. Oh, no. He quotes Barbara Brown Taylor. This is a quote from her. Jesus won't be king of the jungle in this or any other story. What he will be. Is a mother hen who Mm -hmm. stands between the chicks and those who mean to do them harm. She has no fangs, no claws, no rippling muscles. All she has is her willingness to shield her babies with her own body. If the fox wants them, he will have to kill her first, which he does, as it turns out. He slides upon her one night in the yard while all the babies are asleep. When her cry wakens them, they scatter. When she dies the next day where both foxes and chickens can see her wings spread breasts exposed without a single chick beneath her feathers it breaks her heart but it does not change a thing if you mean what you say then this is how you stand end quote and then jonathan goes on to write like this one guy pictured outside a mosque and he shows a picture of a guy outside a mosque in manchester yesterday holding a sign it basically said something like i love you i'm here to serve you, you yeah. know. um He said, I want to find the strength to stand. What else could I do? And um, I think that's the call. We got to wrap this up because you got to get going. But I think that's the call that we have as believers, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, is a lot of the work we're going to do is mother hen work.
1: Yeah, and there's always going to be foxes.
0: And there will always be foxes. But we can be brave. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I like that part in your sermon on Saturday that I feel brave when... Mm -hmm. And,
0: I feel brave when I call a fox yeah. a fox.
1: And I feel brave when I am a mother head knowing that it's me for the chicks, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. So, Yep. So we're not in the business of fangs and claws. We're in the business of wings, and God's in the business of wings as revealed in Christ. And there's still healing in His wings, and He still can hide us under His wings. And there's shelter in the wings of God and in the, the mothering tendencies of Jesus— we still find our courage and our bravery there, knowing that um, maybe one day we might be that mother hen. And a lot of times we feel like a mother hen when we face evil in the world.
1: Yeah. I like what you said earlier, too, about how there's so much of a range of emotion in, in this one text in these couple sentences. And I feel like that's life. Mm. Life is this, um, you, it's this balance of you know righteous indignation against foxes but also having that um sadness towards jerusalem Yeah, and, and tenderness and but still having hope as a mother hen and so mm-hmm. in the mix of all of that
0: yeah all at the same time mm-hmm. i feel like right now i'm more in in a mindset of calling out foxes yeah i don't know i just oh.
1: yeah we have to be hopeful <laughs>
0: and at the same time we have to be hopeful
1: hopeful but yeah Hopeful but but, prophetic.
0: But do we have to be hopeful? Is hope a privilege?
1: I think Jesus still had hope for Jerusalem. Mm. I think the hope is in the end, you know. He knew it wasn't going to happen then, but one day. Right?
0: Jonathan Martin said, Jesus held out hope for Jerusalem, but only the kind that might come on the far side of dying. Yeah. So yeah. it's a warning and a hope. Yeah. And I think that's where we can wrap this up, is that we can have a a kind of hope, but it is a hope that also issues out this lament and this warning that, oh, if we don't change. Mm-hmm.
1: Can I say something real quick? Yeah. I know I have to go, but um, I think that's one of the things that's so powerful now, um, celebrating the liturgical year and... um going through the lectionary is in the past, I felt like we would just kind of go through the year with whatever was inspired and then you'd get to resurrection Sunday and it would be mm-hmm. like this huge joyous thing. But there wasn't that time where we have now by observing Lent, that there is that time leading up to it where you're wrestling with this mix of emotion. Repenting. And yeah. There's, there's all of that going into it so that when you get to resurrection Sunday, it's not just this high point, but you have all of this tension leading up to it that Mm -hmm. I I think it's really important to not just skip over that. We
0: will never change if we don't do what the prophets ask of us, tell us to do. And the prophets always call us to hear what God is saying, to rethink everything, Mm -hmm. to repent of things. Metanoia, have a change of mind, a change of heart, turn your direction around. And they call us back to covenantal faithfulness and Also, they give us the freedom to criticize things that uh, the culture has held up for a long time. So this is the moment to do that within our own lives and within the the world at large. And we hope and we pray that you go into this Lenten season repenting well, (laughs) rethinking well. Uh, We love you guys. Thank you for listening to this Lectionary Podcast. We'll see you next time.
1: Thank you so much for listening.
0: may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.